All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Describe the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? change the intro people nope dj anubis and dj neko here with you at the metal tavern radio podcast hordes of chaos episode 95 with special guest jason crash stefan hello <laughs> oh that was very radio hello. voice hello hello he's got way better radio voice than i do yeah i have no radio voice Practice. Practice. like, like if, if he and i did another podcast like he did do one where it was like progressive metal way back when yeah i did like two episodes and i just got uh Distracted. Yeah, so uh, we got Crash in the house. It's been a while, buddy. How you been? I've been doing really, really good. Uh, taking winter break, working on music, and uh, just trying to keep busy. Like something else. I know how that goes, man. Uh, so today's show, obviously next week, we will not be doing any new music as far as stuff that I'm listening to. I might going to the week after early January to do like what's left of 2020 but next week Neko and I will be doing our best of oh so I have to finish I have to finish I I she's in I gave her some songs to preview I'm not I'm not procrastinating I have no, it in my no. car yeah so the one nice thing about my car because it's 11 years old it has like really old technology in it and we <laughs> we keep shit like, said no one ever <laughs> well the Bluetooth only works for um, like my phone if somebody calls I can be like hello and push the button but like trying to play music through my phone you have to use the little plug and plug it into the thing and but I have an iPod hookup but it's 11 years old so it's the old fat iPod hookup well he has iPods still like he has an iPod classic an original iPod classic so I even broadened it now she came up this thing where one of her co-workers told about taking a portable USD drive for your MP3 and use it in the car. Finally, I got around to trying it out, and it worked, so I bought one. It's like 256 gigs or something, which is, like, my phone that I was using is, like, 128. I still use that for work, 
But the uh, one that for the thumb drive, I just use it's in the car. Like, it's so tiny, too. It's, like, this big. And his car is his car is technology central. It's, like, Bluetooth. It has USB plug-ins. It has auxiliary plugs. In, it's everything. My car. So what he did is he had a, an iPod Nano. And he put, all like, all of the songs for his best of picks for 2020. Bleh, tw- you know what I'm 20. saying. 2020. <laughs> And I put it in my car, and the little iPod thing still works. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. Because you, when you plug it into the iPod thing, it's in my like glove box, and you can control it from your radio. I think it does tell you the... CDs. I got a CD player in my car, and I never use it. And I still have all my CDs, and I never use them. Yeah. Well, mine, a, mine has a CD player. This I just great, yeah. having everything on here. But... There's still some CDs that I have that I just never uploaded to the new computer, so mm-hmm. I just haven't really listened to them in like two or three years. Yeah. And they're great records, um, or stuff that you had downloaded on an old... It's well, I can't tell you the last time I even listened to those. I mean, I keep them because obviously they're my favorite records of those bunches, but like nowadays it's vinyl and cassettes that I've been collecting and, you know, just going back. I got a lot of vinyl right now that I love. I just break it out we'll pop it on yeah, up in no, the same here i've got a nice nice little collection of but that. you don't have mr bungle anymore though nah nah that one actually you know what i, I scratched it because before my first did you scratch record... it before you got rid of it no, it was my f- yes <laughs> my, first, uh, my first record player what uh, happened with mr bungle i i had it and i just never used it like the, he I like, either sold it or gave it away well, to somebody. i only had like three records and i never really listened to it and the weird thing about that Mr. Bungle record is it's like when I when I my 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 biggest picks when I'm listening to something is actually right now like Fleetwood Mac, Genesis, a lot of really chill stuff, um, especially if I'm hanging out with my girlfriend or reading a book or something. Um, so I have metal vinyl, but uh, just kind of like I was telling Herman the other day, when I'm listening to Motorhead, it's usually like if I'm in the car or in the gym or something. So it's like. The vinyl itself is cool, but I don't find myself using it. So that Mr. Bungle record just sat there on the turntable for like two years. And after just enough times moving it around, it became unplayable. And it's still the only record that I've completely like ruined out of neglect. So <laughs> the the new ones I, I know is like basically if it's not being played, put it back in there. The you kind of like now, me. I mean, I still buy some. I have the little shield now, like yours does. Yeah. So it, it does protect it if you That's stop good. Playing. Yeah, I use, like I use, I do buy some metal vinyl, but most of it's always going to be like bands that I feel like are more classic rock influence. Like I bought them like a they shit. Gotta be, yeah, I have a lot. You know, it's like I don't have any Van Halen on CD, but I totally have my favorite Van Halen records. Um, on vinyl. Uh, yeah, you have 1984, don't I you? I have 1984, and I have the uh, first album. And those, to me, are the two Van Halen Pinnacle. albums I have. Yeah, um, yeah I, I really like those. I have a couple metal records, uh, but it's stuff that has to be either kind of rare or it's cheap and limited. Oh, yeah, well, you got to... Yeah, limited's big. I find that a lot with like cassettes or some vinyl that like if they only have like a certain amount, I really like the album. Oh, like, yeah. gotta buy. Well, it. they just did. Um, I just bought uh, on cassette Bulldozers, uh, the Day of Wrath. I don't know. I don't know if you saw them at Maryland Death Fest. They I was there. Yeah, the parking lot in Baltimore. We were right up in front but, um, watching that. They, I, I love that album, uh, the Day of Wrath. But basically, no, because of MP3 like YouTube. Um, 
and this little you ended up buying Instagram head. I forget what the name of them, but they did a limited release of a thousand copies of a couple of the bulldozer records, and they were like ten bucks. Well, you know what I regret is, didn't you buy Repugnant on uh, vinyl? I do. I have. I didn't buy it when you did, and so I lost out. It all sold out. That's their um, their only actual album. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything else, yeah, it's Reborn through Tapes Records. Uh, They do a bunch of uh, cool stuff. They're doing like a, I think they're doing, yeah, they're doing uh, a Creator double tape right now. Terror prevails. What is this? What what website is this? Uh, this is a, a just a, a tape um, label called Reborn Through Tapes. I I've got them on Instagram, um, but they did they they just do re- reissues. Maybe, That's but they great. Do limited, limited edition, high quality. Um, Don't have to pay attention. Well, oh, and and you can like hit the guy up because I was like, dude, I haven't gotten my tape yet. He's like, are you sure? Yeah, I do that all the time. And he and. He, he got it to me, and he was there the whole time. Um, yeah, um, I don't play even the tapes that much, but when I do, it's like I got Portal. I got oh, he does, too. Tape. He loves his tapes. Well, anyhow, we got some uh, cool topics to get to today. Uh, we got one passing to talk about, which we'll get to soon. Going to talk a little bit about Demolition Man, the movie with Stallone and Wesley Snipes. I don't think you got around to seeing it, I Chris. didn't get around to see it, but I like Stallone. Me and uh, Neko were checking it out last night. She fell asleep about halfway through. It's because we want... Listen, I've been getting up at 5 a.m. every single day, and then we watched a movie. Then she drank. We drank. We watched like three movies last yeah, night. Yeah, and so. I only had three glasses of wine, but still... Checked I was... out Dr. Sleep. That was pretty cool. Oh, my God. Dr. Sleep was so good. <gasps> so amazing. Um, but yeah, there's some, uh, things about the cultural impact of that movie, which is funny because I was reading up on it today and it was actually brought up on the Wikipedia page a little bit. So we'll get a little bit of that. Uh, also, uh, they're gonna, there was a topic brought up on screen right about recasting of the Evil Dead, how it would look today if they did all the characters and who would play them. I, I found a lot of their picks to be pretty shitty, but <laughs> not let everyone discuss that when we get there. Uh, and then, of course, we'll talk about Roanoke. Uh, I believe it's season six. Was this six for Roanoke? Murder, Murder House. Murder Asylum. Coven, Coven. Freak Show. Freak Show. Hotel. Yep. So Roanoke six. Um, so we'll get to that. You know, it's very topical and very, you know, current. We're speaking about a show from, like, three years ago. Yeah, but we're still getting caught up in all this. Like, <laughs> one, like once Dexter gets released for their new stuff, we'll be going back over to I, I, I just am um, trying to get through Dexter because I never finished it, and it's going off of Netflix on the 30th, so. Uh, and the Rock Block, of course, uh, got some new stuff in there as well as Neko's Pick of the Week, which I changed at the last minute. Did you really? Yes, oh, okay. I did. Uh, speaking of Crash, we've got a couple of tracks from his recent releases. Oh, God. So, <laughs> we'll he wasn't expecting that we'll blow. Find out, we'll, find out, we'll find out which ones. Yeah. Uh, new stuff, though, from Lakeithley Shroud. Also got some new uh, Mordow, Skeletal Remains, stuff from their recent release, Deeds of Flesh, Graveheart, Detest. That album is really cool, by the way. As well as Clack stuff from Vulture, Immortal. And much, much more. Dream Theater. Uh, no, no Dream no, Theater today. No Dream Theater? That'd be the whole podcast. Probably, because she loves pulling me under. But see, she can't sit through all of it. That's the problem. Oh, radio edit. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need the radio. No, she can sit through that song all day oh, long. Okay, well, and then just we'll... most dream theater where it gets wankery is that she's like, oh, we'll, mm. we'll play some stuff with flutes. No. <laughs> What's the one band that you and uh, Joel always talk about? The the one that dressed like elves and shit. Oh, Twilight Force. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I've been reading Lord of the Rings anyway, so I'm in total power metal. Oh, I, I miss it. All right, we're going to kick off this first block with the reversionist Air to Chaos, and we'll be back in a little bit. <gasps> Thank you. 
get your ass up. Oh. <laughs> oh, they was clowning you at work today, man. So what? I saw the tape. We kept rewinding it. Kind of looked like you were here, but you can't really tell from the back. Are you out? Oh, it's cool. Damn! Damn! Put your glasses back on. Come on, Holmes. Let's let bygones be bygones. Hell no, nah, now raise the fuck up for Craig Father come out here. You need to go on and do that. Hell no, nah, I ain't selling him shit. Better get your ass off your shoulders. You ain't gonna get me shot up. You better make that money. Hurry up. Este! Get that monoto, man. That's him. Get that man. That's the that's the one. Get that man. Man, this nigga got us some shit. No, that shit was fucked up, man. That's right. Man, we worth the money of my slave. Bullshit, fuck you. <laughs> I'm Debo. Who? Debo. You just took mine in. What's up, y'all? What's up, Red? Thanks for the bite. What you got my 40, homie? I thought you had $200. I do. But I want to spend Red's money. I'm broke. Give it up, Red. Come on, Debo. Stall him out. Where you got my 40, homie? I don't have nothing. Yeah, you got something. Why you tripping, Debo? Shut up, fuck. I knocked your ass out. Oh, man, that's messed up. Won't you give him back his chain? What change? Yeah, what change? Hey man, why y'all didn't help me? And I'm high. Man, that's fucked up, man. If it was y'all, I would've helped y'all. What about the time you tried to choke me and smoke back y'all? Yeah. Oh, that was different. Man, that's jumping. Your ass down. Man, I got mind control over Debo. <laughs> Classic scene from Friday featuring Ice Cube, Chris Tucker, and of course Tom Tiny Lister, who recently passed away. Oh, yeah, that great. Yep. Uh, interesting about Tom, um, or Tony, excuse me, Tom. Tiny. Tiny. He, he actually did a lot of different TV series, like ER, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, um, what's some other ones out there, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like, he has, like, a long history of, like, So TV he's, like, he's, like, a professional guest star. Yeah, but then he has, like, these movies he does, he did Fifth Element, he actually played the president in that, of all things. I know! He's, he's like, Danny Trejo. Almost, like, yeah. yeah. Where his, just, his presence is the character. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, Friday, he was a big part of that. Debo's like a classic character that everybody remembers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing, his career overall. Um, some other things he did was Posse. Uh, he actually had a, 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 a character in Universal Soldier with uh, Dolph Lundgren and Jean-Claude Van Damme. So, uh, Dark Knight. 
Was he in that? Yeah, he, he's, he's the, like one of the inmates when they had given the ultimatum to blow up the boat. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then he throws it out the window, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Even, even, even he has a heart. Well, I, I think they were saying like, "This is a black guy who actually gets it." <laughs> it's the black dude. Oh, he was because he just said, "You know what? All you dumb motherfuckers don't know what you're doing. Just give it to me." Well, you know what? I I actually enjoy that he took his, I guess his presence and made it a character. Oh, he's, you, you know what he's I mean? Amazing. Well, that's how his Danny Trejo thing comes into uh, as far as a comparison because t- Tom was always kind of looked at as like this big brutish guy that can like break into a pretzel or whatever. And Danny's the same way. Like they both took like I think Danny took it more. He can be an action hero in the you know B-rated horror movies, but he, in the mainstream movies, he always played like that guy that was like you know the badass he's villain. Robert awesome. Rodriguez has him like. You're right. But, uh, yeah, so Tiny, he just has this long history of being and stuff. I mean, it's really crazy. I, hear, just I think I heard that he died. That's sad. Yeah. It was, yeah. Really it, was re- it was like the last two days. I think yeah. it was COVID-related, no, 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 no. too. Was it COVID-related? I think so. <gasps> well, that's a... Listen. Now, he might have been sick from something else, because that seems to be one of the key this components. This the Joe Rogan podcast. That's where I'd be like, all right, yeah, look it up. Yeah, let's look that up. I'm gonna look it up. Tiny Lister Death. Right now, I'm looking it up. But the the interesting yeah. the thing with um the thing with COVID. I'm gonna the thing about the well, thing about COVID. I mean, I um I was <laughs> I was tell, I was telling you earlier that my my aunt got my aunt got COVID because her company did not follow the proper yeah, protocol. So we. We went to Thanksgiving at her house, and I was telling her the story of I hadn't been in the office, but one of my coworkers' wives might have been in, you know, might have COVID, and they were trying to make us eat outside. Like, they literally set up a table for us outside. I have not been around anybody with COVID. She knew she was around somebody with COVID, but just because she she tested negative, she thought she was fine. And she still had a small Thanksgiving under 10 person gathering of people that, you know, like it was my cousins who are her kids and Scott and I, and my, I don't know if you ever met my aunt. She's the one who lives like in walking distance. We literally walk to her house when we go there. She lives in the nice fancy houses that are on the corner. Um, so. but she, uh, so when she tells me she has COVID, I freak out a little bit because I had seen her on oh, Thanksgiving geez. and I'm like, shit, I saw her on Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, I really didn't hug her cause they're like COVID crazy. They, they make you take off your shoes, which I refuse to do every time. And then they have like a, a hand sanitizing station right at the, at the door. So you're supposed to use the hand sanitizer. And I do that like just out of respect for them, but my uncle has an entire COVID protocol. Like, huh. he takes, like, XYZ vitamins, and he's got, like, 12 different vitamins. He ta- I take a multivitamin, and then I take extra vitamin D because my doctor tells me I'm prone to being low on vitamin D because I'm a shift worker. That's it. He's like, I take this bromine, and I take chromium, and I, I take my zinc. my system, I give it some good practice. <laughs> um, every once in a while, I, I'll, you know, I'll... Uh, I started washing my hands every, like, once a week or so. That's good. That's yeah. good. Like, uh, 
Yeah, I wash my I wash my hands when I do dishes. That's like, <laughs> that, that's the, like that's the, or taking a shower. Uh, that that's it. Just you know, keeping keeping a little bit of grime and filth out in the air so that we all know what everyone's immune system gets some practice. My hands are so disgusting cool. because with my mom being sick and being you know in the hospital, there's a, a rule, and it's like when she was in the hospital and they were allowing people to visit. It's like you must use hand sanitizer when entering and exiting the room. So it's like, pump, pump, tsh, pump, pump, tsh. and it's insane. Like we, Anubis and I, we take the multivitamins that our doctors have told us that we should take. He has, has like, you know, calcium and extra vitamins and stuff because he had a surgery that they said, like, you need to have more multivitamins. But like, Seriously, my uncle, I, he's real deep on this COVID conspiracy thing. Like, he... Nice. Which yeah. part? Which, which part? Like, COVID is, like, brought by China and we're all gonna die kind of thing. Like, it, it was it's it was made by China and it's... Well, we're all gonna die. Well, we are all gonna die, but... Viral he, terrorism. That's, yeah, that's what it is. He, like, he thinks that it, it, it's something with... They're trying to infiltrate from, like, you know... Oh, uh, well, I mean, the New World Order and the Mark of the Beast and the Wizard yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like at a, at, at a certain point, you know, there has to be lizard people. <laughs> like they just there has to be. I mean, I mean, maybe somebody who has really, really bad. I'm not a lizard. I'm a no, dragon. I, yeah, I'm. I'm not caring about that. I'm caring about the uh, the babysitting governors uh, who screw up super hardcore publicly and then tell you what you're supposed. And to then do. they go out and have dinner. And then they go out and have dinner, and I go. Listen, grown-ups, I'm an adult, and just because you're a grown-up, it's like, it's even kind of when I when I moved here the first time, I remember you saying there's a, uh, not, it wasn't quarantine, it was a curfew, because of everything, and I'm like, that was happening in the city, curfew, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna still go out in my car and drive wherever I want, I'm gonna well, we're, we're in the county, so it really doesn't yeah. count as much as in the no, city. No, I, I, I completely understand. I'm just going to do exactly what I want to. And that's the thing. So I'm looking up Tiny Lister, his death, and it it says he, he had um, COVID-19 symptoms a week ago, but his symptoms got really bad really quick, and he couldn't breathe and felt weak. He went really fast. So I'm wondering. I well, I don't know. It said he had the symptoms, but I don't know if they've actually uh, came he back. Was already and sick. He he wasn't. He was in good health, but he was older, like in his early sixties, sixty-two. But he it was, does affect my, my older people worse. In like March of respiratory illness, about a week before all of this stuff shut down, and I I have a big feeling that if she if it had been two or three weeks later, they would have counted it as that mm -hmm. because she ended up you know having some bad pneumonia stuff uh from some other infection but well it does attack the lungs like really yeah. bad yeah but it says it, i mean his manager basically said he started feeling weak and his symptoms got really bad really fast and he had covid19 symptoms um i just i don't it doesn't give us a, a lot of a, a cold and a fever it's like it's well yeah everything and it can it can just happen and hit you so fast. Yeah, he'll be uh he'll be missed. He was a very big presence on screen mm -hmm. and in live, so rest in priest. Rest in priest. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. That's, rest in peace. That's even better. Rest in priest. Rest in priest. That's a great like cover band 
Justin Priest, yeah. Oh. Actually, I or all bands like Manthrax back in the day. So yeah. they did both those bands. I like Rust and Priest. Rust and Priest. All right, so we're going to get into another block of music, but we're going to kick it off with a little project from Mr. Crash here. Oh, really? From the latest release of Bat Soup. Oh, sweet. Sweet. His project, Pisectomy, which has been around for two or three years now. I actually had forgotten that you had bullies that came out. Yeah, the I, I did. I, that was like low key. I told you, Urethra Franklin is still Urethra my Franklin favorite. Franklin is our biggest. Is I'll tell you something our, funny, though. You're, our third biggest hit. It's your third biggest hit? Our, our biggest hit actually comes from this album because we made a song called Frazzle Drip, which is. Just a weird name given to a conspiracy theory about a uh, Hillary Clinton snuff tape, but that <laughs> word, but that word is so specific that weird sort of QAnon um, MAGA people search it just for that on YouTube to find out more, and they find that song instead. So it's like eight, eight million hits. Well, it's getting like three. It has like three thousand hits, and everything else has like thirty. So that one thing has just people going, like, "Have you seen the tape?" You're like, it's a song, dude, it's a grind song. Like, They're like, what is this? Where's the tape? And I'm like, oh, it's out, and it's just a clip of Alex Jones talking about Epstein. Oh, my God. For like four minutes. So, like, What's for each song? record, I know who all collaborate with you um, on these records. I do the entire thing with my buddy named Jackson, who I met doing uh, Million Dollar Quartet. He's a good drummer. He lives in Lynchburg, Virginia. And... I walked in to do this show, and I was wearing an agoraphobic nosebleed um, shirt, and he went, oh, dude, that's sick. And the second that I knew, oh, I have, a, I have a drummer who knows what grindcore is, which meant that he was rare enough that I, I didn't care if he was good. He was like 17, 18 at the time. Um, and we both figured out that just based off of the time and space we had, rather than sitting down and trying to make something good, let's try and make something in general. And so this sort of like free jazz idea of you'll just improvise drums and then I will take it, splice it all together, and then I'll come up with some bullshit noise on top of it. So the reason why it sounds like noise is because it is. It's done in... I kind of love that. And so that that explanation sort of justifies why it's messy. Right. But it's, to me, that's the entire point of it is it's not like a songwriting thing. It's just... Uh, doing it for the sake of doing it and see what happens mm-hmm. um, and try and make each other laugh but also we're both kind of libertarian types who are pretty offensive so it's like if we can try and make fi- if we can find clips that are so bad that they make us feel uncomfortable then we know that it's metal yeah <laughs> yeah I've always uh, it's all, you know you've always been a talented guy and of course you've played with like we talked about earlier with Singularity that was fun um you said that was fun. I checked out some of those. I checked out some of those um, videos from a while back. I'm like, man, I was playing really fast. <laughs> Trying to play, play more, more shred stuff now. Well, the funny thing was, I was driving the other day to work, and of course, on came Three Days of Glory, which I had named our little collaboration in 2009. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, that guy. Uh, your little, uh, that little guy. my little uh, mermaid on guitar solo there. Yeah, no, I remember that thing. The badger with you and Eric was pretty grand. Like, yeah. you just, I remember he's like, I think Eric was like, all right, give me the guitar, I'm gonna play it. Uh, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I, it just doesn't like Mustang. I talked to that guy I, you know, forever. I, I saw him at a sadistic intent 
concert with Ascended Dead in San Diego like five years ago, and that's the last time I've even talked. So that was that before you got married, because <laughs> <laughs> I no, I saw him when I was in San Diego for mm-hmm. 2018. My first job out on the ship. I was like, Eric, I'm going to be in San Diego. I've never been to San Diego. Let's hang out. I landed. 30 minutes later, he and his wife picked me up, and we went down to Old Town San Diego and had, like, tacos and stuff. He was great. His wife is adorable. Oh, I know. Like, sweet, funny. And I'm like, how did you guys meet? And she's like, so. (laughs) Yeah. I was sick and tired of exercising, like, the old way, and he had that gym, and he promised me he could, like, make me stronger and leaner, and I went to his gym, and he did. And then we just started hanging out. I'm like... There you go. Hey! Yeah, he seems like he's in a good place. Yeah, knows how to squat. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. They they squat and deadlift. Yeah, but he's competitive squat. Oh, I, I, um... My sort of philosophy on exercising and working out is largely based off of the, the strength training stuff that he that he uh, originally got into. That's that's basically what I do is the stuff that he originally taught me how. I feel like if you find something that you like and it's effective, well, don't get fun. cute. Yeah, it, that, yeah, don't get cute. Don't try to be like, oh, this is the new trendy shit. No, uh, it's like for me, barbells and like uh, squat rack is. Yeah, and deadlifts and all that stuff. It's it's really fun, and you don't have to even do a lot. You just have to. It's it's some it's something to do. It's like there's an, a sense of accomplishment to it. That's why I started running and like. Running oh, because you could be like, okay, I can measure my goal. Well, I can put in an album, mm-hmm. so I can be like, you know what, running sucks, but Devin Townsend's Empath is a great record, and it's about seventy three minutes. So if I can run, and just forget what I'm doing and start getting into the music. 10 miles go by and you're like holy crap i had never run more than a mile and a half i am not a runner i don't know how it's, you do it i mean i it i think and you I know this right neighborhood body. is not like the, the best neighborhood no, to there's, run there's in either i've got the right body type for it i'm i know i'm very bottom so, heavy so it's not a good yeah so it's i wouldn't recommend it to everybody but for me it seems to be the easiest sort of way to just get a good sweat for me it's pilates and yoga yeah, I need to do more yoga. That's the thing I gained all this like muscle weight, but haven't stretched it out yet. So and I'm this one here, going. he's just all penis. He he gained so much big penis old, big weight. Old fat. Jesus yeah. Fat <laughs> now we're just <laughs> getting deep here. Which vasectomy song did you choose? Because they're really offensive. Yeah, well, so that's the whole point. But I thought this was funny because like, it's, it's, you, you it's, come with these song titles that are really because it's very relevant to uh, 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 this yes. time. Oh, it's wow. called Kung Flu Hustle. Oh, fuck yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, very uh, relevant to what's going on with the pandemic and everything else. So, without further ado, Pasectomy <laughs> from yeah. Bat Soup. I missed that laugh. Kung Flu Hustle. Kung Flu. who use the term Kung Flu. Everybody was Kung Flu fighting. China. Racism does not exist in China. There is wisdom. We should come to Chinatown. Precautions have been taken by our city. Uh, we know that there is a concern about 
tourism traveling all throughout the world, uh, but we think it's very safe to be in Chinatown and hope that others will come. As polls continue to show a steady lead for Joe Biden, President Trump seems to be getting increasingly desperate. He's now committed himself to an election strategy that is centered on blaming China and its leader, Xi Jinping. Well, I have confidence in Dr. Fauci at the National Institutes of Health, who has the further confidence in what we're doing. I do have concern that the President COVID cut 19% of the Center for Disease Control. I don't, and that's the agency that's of prevention. Throughout January and February, you'll remember, Trump's marriage goes on to describing him as strong, strong, powerfully focused, and he praised Beijing for its transparency. We are working closely together. Much respect. Prevention, prevention, prevention. Uh, we want people to be concerned and vigilant. However, we don't want them to be afraid. People say I don't like China. I love China.
messing with my emotions, Smokey. You messing with my money, you mess with my emotions. DJ Noob is here. And DJ Neko. And Mr. Jason Stefan. Do you want to be DJ Crash? Yeah, that's good. DJ and Crash. DJ Crash. Or about to crash, or Crash my, Crash or Us. Crash Bandito. <laughs> or DJ Fisecki. Crash Bandito. Yeah, Bandito. Yeah, Bandito. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, so here, here's the thing. Like, I don't know, the other day... Here's the thing. We started I was just thinking about the movie Demolition Man. Uh-huh. Now, I saw this back in 93 when it first came out. And MTV was doing a big thing with it because it had Stallone and Sandra Bullock on there promoting the movie and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, it turned out to be a really good flick. If you like action flicks and you're into, like, the Arnie Schwarzeneggers or Stallone's Rambo and stuff like that, you'll enjoy Demolition Man. Now, yeah, I love action movies. Now, back in 93, like... You, you looked at it as kind of like a sci-fi action movie that was using this backdrop of a distant dystopia, uh, or utopia, I should say, and uh, how Stallone's character as a cop is thrown into a cryo-prison. We talked about this a little bit. And years later, he's thought out because the main guy, uh, Simon Phoenix, played by Wesley Snipes, mm-hmm is on the loose. Like, he was in a cryo prison and got out before Stallone. So they used Stallone to come out to go catch her because at this, at this point, Utopia was a bunch of pussy-fied cops and people were walking around big robes. They, they never had a 187. Yeah. So, murder, death, kill. Right. Murder, death, they kill. They just didn't know how to react to any of that. So, like, here was Snipes was going around karate chopping everybody and beating up the cops and... So they know how to handle it, so they bring back Stallone, who's just as big as, as they call it, the Anthral, to compete with uh, Simon King. You know, a primate. Mm, a Neanderthal? <laughs> a barbarian. So, anyway, this whole thing with the Utopia was concocted by uh, a Cocteau guy named Cocteau. And, uh, a Cocteau guy named Cocteau? A Cocteau. A Cocteau. So basically, I was thinking about how it applies to today, and kind of funny, uh, they say the film found renewed irrelevance during the COVID-19 pandemic. The mm-hmm. film was seen as predictive when there were calls to end practice of shaking hands and shortage of toilet paper. Now, the shortage of toilet paper isn't really in the movie, but however, because it's the future, there is no toilet paper. There's, yeah, there's no, there's seashells. So there, yeah, so there's a running joke in early in the film where, ah, seashells. right. I have no, and I have no idea. We don't either. He, they the laughed point. at that's him. The, that's the point. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Stallone, even at the end of the film, says, "I just don't." What is a C three thumb? Three, three seashell sea things. What shells. is that? I had a few, a couple beers. So. A flip it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So anywho, uh, but the the thing about the whole shaking hands is one thing that does br- get, gets brought up. I cannot talk today. Jesus Christ, you're worse than me with my Tell list. me about it. So in this utopia, like, they no longer allow you to touch people. Like, when you go to shake hands, it's like one of these high fives, but you don't actually connect. You're just like, great salutations. <gasps> Oh, what, what did they used to say? Crap, crap, crap. It's glorious. It's glorious. But uh, you, you had to have, like, permission to have sex. Like, you had to actually uh, get a license for that. When it, You missed the part where they actually had sex. It was not touch on touch. They put these helmets on, and it's all, like, digitally through your head. Of course, when Stallone's character realized that that, that wasn't going to work for him, he was like... Well, come on, Huxley. That's Bullock's character. He's like, let's just do it the old-fashioned way. She was like, ew, you mean exchange of fluids? 
And she, like, told him to get out of her domicile. So, wait a minute. Like, you have to have permission to have kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what do they do? Just artificially inseminate since you're not allowed to have... I'm assuming that's the, probably what happened, the Have yeah. the hibbity-dibbity. But she went on about explaining how, you know, AIDS turned into some other thing, a form of sexual disease, and that it was, like, the downfall of humanity or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... There are other, you know, there are things about this where I thought about the woke culture that we have going on today. Where like, like one thing that gets brought up also is you can't curse. There's actually machines around if they're close enough, and they pick up you cursing, they give you fines. And you're like, what? The so at fuck? one point, when Stallone's character doesn't have toilet paper because he needs, he just got out of cryo freeze. He's got to fucking flush Go. shit out. Yeah, do it. So finally, he's looking at the machine after he's talking to an old buddy of his who's still alive from like when he was put into the thing. He goes up to the machine, just starts like, you fucking shitty motherfucker, and it just keeps spitting out these fines. He's like, so much for the three seashells, and he goes into the laboratory to do his business. So, but that's one of the things, like, the society itself had basically become wussified where, you know, you couldn't have salt, it was deemed bad for you. Every restaurant was a Taco Bell. Now, granted, Taco Bell was endorsing the movie, oh, so yeah. that's what. But they were what they called the franchise winners when, like, the Great Earthquake happened. This is why Los Angeles and San Francisco were combined. They're San, it's Angeles. San Angeles now. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so there's a lot of shit going on. And then, of course, the, you know, everything else was Stallone's character chasing down uh, Wesley Snipes to make sure that, you know. The best part, and it's probably the last, because I can't believe I've never seen this movie because it's, like, right up my alley, but the best part of the whole damn movie is when Wesley Snipes, they're like, you can't get a gun. You have to go to a museum to get a gun. So he breaks into a museum and, like, steals all of the guns, (laughs) and he figures out even, like, the fancy guns, how to use them. The future guns. Yeah. He's like, so, what, 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 what do I do? But the thing about this movie is it was also, uh, it is predictive in some ways, not just with, like, people not touching each other during all this stuff, but there's a scene when... The elbow bump. Stallone is in the police car with Bogue's character, Huxley. And, oh, the self-driving car? Yeah, and so oh he asked her about his daughter, and she's willing to go and look up information, but he didn't want to know because he knows times are different. So he started asking her other questions about the police force and everything. She's like, well, the Schwarzenegger files. And he's like, hold up. Schwarzenegger was president? And she's like, yeah. Now, Grant, this is 93. So this is before That's Schwarzenegger right. took over as governor of California. So it's just funny because Stallone's like, just just stop. When he heard all that, he's like, just stop. It was like just his stop. joke against Arnie at that point for being in politics or whatever. So I just find... Uh, you can look at this a couple different ways. It's not just left. Like, obviously, left is more sensitive to the things that are saying today, whatever. Like, we go around saying certain things. You can't say certain things without having your job put at risk. Yeah. Uh, but then on the other hand, you've got Cocteau, who has the society he created, walking around these, like, garbs, almost like a religious cult. So that'd be more, like, right-leaning there, you know? So... There's a lot of different things going on here, but it just, it really was an interesting thing about the cultural impact of the movie itself because. A little bit predictive. At the end, obviously, Stallone's character has basically destroyed everything in his attempt to take out Snipes. 
So by the end, like you've got a Dennis Leary who's actually leader of the people who are fighting against Cocteau underneath the, in the sewers. Scabs. Right. The scrapes. Scrapes. I'm sorry. Scabs. Are Which I realize that there's the actually uh, a scene where one of the scrapes standing next to Leary's character doesn't have any dialogue, but it's a young Jack Black. Ah. Yeah. So it's kind of fun with that. Um, there is a moment when he's down there, Stallone's looking for Stone, uh, Snipes because he knows he's the only place he can go without being caught. Because, you know, with modern technology, they have chips and everything else they can find you. Yeah, but yeah. down there, there's nothing. Well, cause... So he gets down there. Everybody's going to get vaccinated where I have a chip. Get, and the first chip. thing that Stallone has, he uh, smells Bill like... Gates, Bill Gates is so interested in all of it. So Stallone is like smelling his like, aroma. And he's like, oh, it smells so good. Walks up and they're cooking these beef patties and so he's like give me a beer and give me one of those because up top it's like the food you get is not like burritos it's like just like designer food that's so he was like not impressed so he gets down there he's like yeah give me a burger and a beer and so the lady gives him one he gives huxley's watch i guess which is like a rolex or some shit to pay for it but uh so so they're all vegan on the top side right basically yeah yeah. so he starts eating it of course and huxley's like do you see any cows around here? <laughs> and so he's like, okay, he asked the gr- it's a Spanish lady who's cooking. He's like, Mumzita, where's the food from? She's like, Rete. He's like, this is a rat burger. He's like, not bad. Not the best <laughs> damn rat burger I've ever had. Right. So jalapenos on it. Right. So, some cheese but if you've been in the, he was in Frozen for like, what, 37 years? Mm-hmm. So, getting out, he's probably like, oh, this is the best thing ever, because he hadn't eaten anything, really, I don't think, because they don't have snacks. There's nothing of the old world there, except for museums. That's where they keep all the old shit. Like, anything you wanted to know. The new society was totally different. But, uh, the way that things correlate just kind of remind me of today. You know, the COVID thing. Having a great time. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Ugh, I'm so over COVID. There's a good Milton Friedman quote I've been using, uh, which is that there's nothing more permanent than a temporary government program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna... Uh, you're, I'm, I'm gonna leave it there. This this power, you're not using it? I'm just gonna take it over here. And the thing is, is they, they uh, base it on fear. It's all oh, fear, yeah, it's fear-mongering. All fear-mongering. It's sad, too, because, like... Good thing I'm just not afraid. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, my mother, who is very sick, still is not afraid. She's like, do you have any idea how many fucking COVID tests I've had? They, they, when she was in her rehab, they COVID tested her, like, every three days. Yeah, it's... They, she had to go and get a biopsy done. They COVID well, we tested have, her. I have the, uh... The bring back the plague t-shirt that cow decapitation made and i wear that whenever i can bring back the plague i just call it a calling yeah that's basically what this is and it's really even though it's bad it, you know we've had these kind of things before in the past years gonna continue. yeah it, next next time it's gonna be something even worse well that's the thing i i am not a covid denier at all but yeah. i was i was talking to jason earlier and i'm like everything is covid I'm now gonna, i'm gonna I am a adults thinking that they actually know what the fuck is going on denier. Um, I, that doesn't mean there's not experts, but I I fully don't trust other people to have my best intentions in mind, even if they say 
Well, I told people, I said, even when the vaccine gets released, and I know it's going to take some time to get to us anyway, but I'm still going to be very patient yeah, about dude, it because like, you don't know what kind of side effects are, are going to come like, out of all this. What happens right now if you like, buy one of the first Xboxes or one of like, the first iPhones? You don't want to be in the trial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be in the trial run. You want one like... That just happened with that game, Cyber something. like. Yeah, they, exactly. It's, if they, like, I'm sure it's a great game, but if they can't get a... They're having to get refunds already. ...video game... Yeah. To release um, and run on the specs it's supposed to be. It's just, yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll wait. Um, I'm doing just, I'm doing just fine. Well, the, the bunny, it's not the funny. bunny. The, the bunny. bunny. The bunny. Put the bunny back in the box. Put the bunny in the box. No, the the funny thing is, and as I said, with Jason and I were talking, talk, talking. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Did you get? My disease? Yeah, no, I got. I got to take my Invisalign because I can't fucking talk with Dentures. them. And, um, the funny thing is, suffering secretary. I know. I, I slur. I slur and I like like a lot with my. Well, that's okay, Miffy. I know. Please continue. <laughs> so Jason and I were talking, and like the one thing that with when my mom got sick initially is they kept saying, "Go home and rest. We'll tell you if you have COVID." She took, in two weeks, she took two COVID tests, and she wasn't getting better, and they weren't giving her any medicine, and they weren't doing any oh, diagnostic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, your leg's broken. Here's a COVID test. <laughs> right? Like, she had pneumonia, which actually put her into the hospital, and then yeah. downward spiral with finding out she had leukemia, but everything is fucking COVID. I went to the doctor last March after I came home from my you know, being out for a while, my throat was sore, and I'm like, mm, I definitely have strep throat. Yeah, Denver's doing great. Yeah, fuck Denver, man. Down 14 nothing, so that sucks some ass, but, uh... But anyway, so, back to my COVID rant. <laughs> I, I knew I had strep throat. Yeah, strep throat. I, I went into the doctor's office, strep and they treated me like I had COVID. They put a mask on me and isolated me, and I went to a specific doctor, and the doctor's, like, asking me all the COVID questions. I'm like, listen, I literally know I have strep throat. The doctor said, say ah, shined a flashlight down my throat and said, yes, you definitely have strep throat. I don't even need to do a strep test. I'm like, so why the fuck is everything when you call in to be sick that they think you have COVID? Like, Scotty, remember when you couldn't get rid of that cold last? He had a cold for like two months. He couldn't get rid of a cough. And he's like, I have a cough. I have a cough. And they would do nothing for his cough. They're like, you just have to let it go. It has to go out through your system. And that's what they're doing. You either have COVID or you have nothing. I've been pretty lucky, uh, but uh, I said I'm doing, I'm eating well, doing stuff. Uh, I like that eating well, doing stuff. That's my new motto. Eating like, like that's like Doctor Sleep. Eat well, live long. Relatively healthy, getting out outside, hiking. It's like this is fun. So. Well, I was so, going to say is they're actually working on a sequel to Demolition Man. Initially, right. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm derailing you. Yeah, initially it was going to happen close to after the first movie came out, but never transpired. But according to Stallone recently, they are working on a new one, so who he's, knows? He's rebooted everything else he's ever done, so why not? Yeah, 
if it's still, if people still go and watch and well, look at what happened with the Expendables. How that turned into like yeah. this amazing well, he's thing. He's still doing like Rockies and Rambo's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last Rambo was okay. Uh, the one before was way better. John Rambo. Yeah, well, just the one called Rambo. Yeah, that was like worlds better. Um, the, Rock, the Rocky movies are good. The Creed movies are good too. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Let's get back into some music. Uh, Tell me what's happening. Got some evocation. Mm-hmm. New death spawn in this. But we're going to tell you about some recent stuff from Skeletal Remains, who will be at MDF next year. Hopefully yeah. if it stays on target. I, I need a new skeleton. My favorite shirt is my Skeletal Remains shirt, and yeah. it's like a baseball shirt, and those sleeves are white, and they're getting sad looking. So it's just the remains. I might need to cut it off and be a no-sleeves shirt, yeah. The oh, I love those damn baseball shirts. Oh, I know. Here we go. Ooh!
Looking for a place to take care of all your automotive needs? Then get in touch with Stauffer's Auto Service in Millersville, Maryland. Stauffer's takes care of all auto repairs, auto service, and great quality parts as well. Stauffer's is located at A328 Veterans Highway, Suite E in Millersville. Be sure to call and check out all their service specials related to your automotive needs. Stauffer's is professional, friendly, and is highly qualified mechanics to do excellent work with prices that are fair and much better than what you will find at other automotive places. So call 410-729-0121. That's 410-729-0121. And tell them the newsman and his trusty sidekick, Neko, sent you <laughs> yeah, that was really crazy. Yeah. Shut up. Good job, Neko. DJ Noob is here, along with Neko and Crash. DJ Crash. Who hasn't DJed in like years. But... <laughs> he only comes out on special occasions. Yeah, right. yeah, no wants to live, like, uh, all I would do is just. Alright, here's the entire drink theater album. I'll see you in an hour and a half. He would He's like, that. I need to go get a coffee. Well, okay, so this this week's episode is nothing but between the berry and me. It's one song. I'll be back in an hour. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't do them now. I don't like anything they've done since 2006, almost. Mm. <laughs> now, if it was Psy, <laughs> I'd listen to that old discography one sitting. You probably would. Uh, so this is time for our rock block. The rock block. Got some new stuff from Dixie Goat, Delacoma, Silent Storm, Lament Cityscape. Neko's Pick of the Week is in there, so that should be a lot of fun to talk it's about. very festive. Yes. Gonna kick it off, though, with this gentleman named About to Crash. Oh, what are we doing? It's called Hate in the Name of Love, and I was talking song. to Crash about this earlier. The video he'd made for it was amazing. Like, oh, I really, you. really love it. So, tell me a little bit, though, tell us a little bit about this particular project and what's the motivation behind it. Uh, this is basically a kind of prog rock, uh, alternative metal rock band. Basically, there's a bunch of bands like Faith No More, Rush, King Gizzard, and Lizard Wizard. These, uh, these re really good bands that sort of are inspired by the really big uh, prog bands, but sort of condense it down, and I always thought that was an interesting idea. Um, to do, you know, average length songs, but sort of hopefully take you on a little bit of the journey that you get um, that you get from some of those prog bands. Uh, this song in particular is more of a, like a punk influence too, definitely kind of like a Dead Kennedys sort of thing. Um, songs I, I write originally on acoustic guitar by myself, and then start putting all the pieces together and overlaying it and. Once, once you do that, you can find out like, what all the guitar solos are. Yeah, I remember you telling me uh, a while back that you were like, I don't know if it was so much influenced by the music itself, but one of your favorite bands from the day was Offspring, and they had like a very punk vibe. Yeah, about I like them a lot actually, and uh, a lot of you know Devin Townsend's stuff. I like, I, I kind of think about the way that even though it doesn't necessarily sound like that, the way that he uh, put Ocean Machine together, how it was like. It wasn't the heaviest thing that he was ever doing, but he was just really trying to make some good songs. Um, and then once I get those out, I've already got stuff planning on doing that's a lot heavier, sort of longer and bigger. 
Um, is this like a continuation of Porn Stash at all, or is it just a something different? Of, a lot of similar songs that just, when I did stuff like that, that was just me learning how to use recording equipment to begin with. So now that I actually know how to do that, I know how to program drums. I got a couple friends who do mixing. So now it's just kind of got a little bit more of a, a polish to it and learning is doing. So every song hopefully gets a little bit better in terms of making sure that the sound works and that the recording, especially on the vocal side, is uh, actually enjoyable to listen to. Like if I actually think it sounds good, then I'm pretty happy with it because I'm usually my worst critic. Uh, I think a lot of musicians are yeah, a lot so, of times. Well, especially with vocals, it's something where it's, it doesn't matter if I like it or not. It's like I didn't sing the note, the right notes. It's, it's a, just objectively wrong, and sometimes you get frustrated because, you know, uh, you can only sing so many times a day before, you know, the good takes are out of you, and you got to wait a day or two for your voice to get back. Right. Um, so... This one though came actually. This came. This one came together relatively quickly. Um, I worked way longer on the one before this, uh, Icarus, just trying to learn how it all worked. And once I learned how it all worked, making this was super easy. And our buddy Jeff um, mixed it for me, and he came up with some of the uh, the editing ideas in it. So, what's the inspiration inspiration behind this song and say the video you put oh, together for um, it? Is sort of a uh, I think cow decapitation quite a bit, and that's sort of that Dead Kennedys thing where, um, you know, disgusting humans, where all they're doing is just uh, uh, fighting, eating, and shitting on each other. And, like, that that's just what life does, is it just wars on itself. So um, it seemed like a good opportunity for basically to make fun of everybody at once, <laughs> including myself. But not only that, but say take have sort of an unreliable narrator where the narrator basically advocates for two opposing viewpoints so that one like leftists will probably look at it and be like oh this is like an all right song whereas like conservatives and christians would probably look at it and be like oh this is obviously just degenerate <laughs> trash making fun of god so kind of trying to piss off a little bit of everybody at once like uh, it's an equal opportunity equal hatred opportunity destroyer equal opportunity offender yeah and uh yeah so a lot of devin townsend a lot of good stuff like that um i don't know and i i just always liked the riff and i really like the solo but it you know i'm a big tony iomi fan so it's like if you can get the riff and you can get a good chorus i think it's a driving little tune all right, well, kicking off our rock block today is about to crash hate in the name of love. Did you ever hear this one, Nancy? Are you a high priest of the victim cult? Where freedom screeches to a halt. And you'll never be made to feel at fault for your sad and lonely life. Take a nap, you look tired. Have a snack, maybe a cup of coffee. Your breath, try to meditate Cause life in America is pretty great If the whole world sucks, then we suck the least At least you can find inner peace In the high mind of humankind We teach self-hate and worthless disaster -bation. Precious snowflakes flailing down Led by lying leaders in paper crowns Preaching hate in the name of love Shooting every star in the sky above 
Yeah.
Racing fan want to be a part of a winning team, then contact Carmichael Racing. Carmichael Racing is currently looking for sponsors for the upcoming champ and flat card season. You can be a part of a long tradition of racing as Paul and Rhea L race to the finish line at Mardella Speedway at Diamond Head Arena in Gillsburg, PA, March 13th through the 15th, 2020. They will also be racing at Hunterstown Speedway and Capital City Speedway in Ashland, Virginia. Racing runs deep in the blood at Carmichael Racing and they are looking to gain sponsors for a new upcoming season. If interested, you can contact them at 443-202-3016. That's 443-202-3016. You can also find them on Facebook at SRChamp 
36. Carmichael Racing. Together you can soar as the engines roar.
right. We are back. That was beautiful. Yeah, Silent Storm, Wrath of the Blade. So, it's that time, as usual, for Neko's Pick of the Week. Now, we debated going with a different song because we were... What were we watching? Like, was it reaction videos to that? Yeah. To Burn in Hell? Twisted Sister? Yeah, so... <laughs> we, we love the reaction video YouTube channels, which kind of cracked me up, but then he got me hooked on them, and I, I started thinking of, like, my most offensive reaction songs and it would be Ramstein of course but that's not what this week's Aww. pick of the week is I'm sorry sorry oh I'm all excited that might be that might be another I day I do too I do too I'm probably the only one that doesn't get into on that and the thing the funny thing is is like when you watch these reaction videos people are like oh my god they're kittens and children are burning like it's just it's funny but we were watching reaction videos to twisted sisters burn in hell and the funny thing for me that's one of my favorite songs and it became my favorite song when i was like six years old watching peewee's big adventure and yeah and twisted sister had like a little cameo and they're on on the car, and it was during the Warner Brothers, th like, so... But then when she heard that you did a cover, she was like, oh my god, it's glorious. It, the thing is, is I wish that they could... Twisted Sister, again, it's the 80s, and they didn't have, like, the double bass, like, you know, they're doing now, but... I feel like, because I love Dee Snyder, I, I just, I love his, I love his voice, I love everything about him, I love his... We're not gonna His last solo record was really good. Everything about okay, him. This is his Christmas album. That's so, what this that's is. That's what this is. But uh, the last one, he's actually released like a year ago. Uh, something metal. It's like really good. Really mm. hard hitting. So for me, D. Snyder is crazy and intelligent. Like the uh, whole Congress thing. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. He just, he just. <laughs> mind blowing. Mind blowing. So, I was going to do Burn in Hell because it's one of my favorite songs since I was six years old, which is kind of crazy. But it's close to Christmas. It is close to Christmas, so I decided to... Someone having a bad Christmas. Is somebody having a bad Christmas? <laughs> I decided that a Christmas song, because Twisted Sister did an amazing Christmas album, I thought... That would be more appropriate since Christmas say, is like, right around the corner. I looked up like on the archives, and this album was rated on there. Uh, 74%. So really, considering how... Because this was 2006 when they did this record. Mm -hmm. So considering People the time period... It. Huh? People didn't hate it? Not as bad as you would think. Like, you know, later day rock albums don't usually get a lot of love. That's so, not a bad point. Especially when you're doing Christmas. Like, I don't... Like, I heard Rob Halford's Christmas album, and I wasn't that impressed with it. It was funny that he did it. Right, but and that's the thing. Like, it isn't like but he can't is, do it. This sounds... The Twisted... The twist, well, this, you were right about. It sounds it, a lot like we're not going to take it. I was going to say, the, the Twisted beat. Sister Christmas album sounds like we're not going to take night, it. Yeah. 
Silent night. This is amazing, and I have so, like, so much praise for them. They stayed true to Twisted Sister. They stayed hungry. And they stayed hungry, you're right. All right, well, here's Neko's pick of the week. Uh, We just chose Come All Ye Faithful. Oh, come all ye faithful. Attention, please. Be prepared for a musical transformation that you've never felt before. In a moment, we will bring you on a journey like there's no tomorrow. And we will break new ground. Hailing from the land below the wind. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome DJ Neko's pick of the week.
Roger from No Moss, and also Ben from No Moss. Hey, Henry over here from No Moss. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Come get it. Get lit. Yeah, and John too. <laughs> Alright, DJ Nubis, back with you. Neko's out messing around. I got Crash here with hey, us. Hey. What'd you think of our rock block? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, like the, uh, in particular, you know, D. Snyder just sounds like D. Snyder. It's yeah. Like it, it's the same thing, better <laughs> or for worse, but it's like, he's got that thing formula. He's got that formula down. Um, and it was good. It sounds good. He's doing great. I know that he, uh, the only thing that I was really interested in the new Arion album was that he was playing sort of the father figure in the album. I haven't listened to the whole thing. I know you said you didn't care for it as much, but it's like at least that Arhen Lukinson guy just kind of gets around to everybody and he eventually just got around to needing Dee Snyder. Right. Well, yeah, and it's like I was telling you, like, and it, that album was put out in um, 2006, that Christmas record. Yeah, uh, I remember it back in the day. I, I, probably heard it but didn't really uh, retain any of it but d snyder released a new record like a year or so ago um and it's actually heavier than a lot of the twisted sister I mean, stuff it would, it would why not it's like the one thing he hasn't done and it, like that's what judas priest kind of learned is i mean what is the reason why people don't like a lot of these uh half-assed reunion albums is because they're half-assed and whenever a band comes out and they sort of at least got a little bit of balls in it like, that Firepower record isn't one of the best Judas Priest albums, but it feels like a Judas Priest album. It, it doesn't See, I'm, I'm a quite the opposite. I know that you really love it. I think yeah. it's really good. Yeah. I mean, I guess what I mean, though, is that it doesn't need to be as good as Screaming for Vengeance. It just needs to be good right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And well, that's the thing. I saw a recent article, and um, someone was interviewing Rob and they were asking about Painkiller and Rob was like well there's never ever going to be another Painkiller that album was like a one of a kind that was Painkiller however Firepower to me was very close to that yeah it's stylistically they, yeah. they, it, it felt like an old like, and you can just look at the album cover it's got that sort of stained glass turbo um, Defenders of the Faith mm -hmm. sort of look on it um, but it but it doesn't it's not a retro album Right, and and so I, I think that's the thing is like making the best of a situation where people want classics, but if you're gonna have new stuff, um, it just has to be really fucking good, um, and especially if your voice is still with it. That, yeah, it's between that and then of course you know obviously Tipton and Downing are no longer with the band, so now you've got new guitars. Oh, is it both? I thought it was, I knew it was one. I think they're both gone, and Tipton. Now has oh, his I didn't own know that. Tipton. I think has his own version of Priest, where they play nothing but the old stuff, like older, like pre '80s yeah. stuff. I, I mean, pre '80s. I'm pretty sure. Like, so you're talking like like uh, rock British and Steel, all that. Um, yeah. Well, British Steel's '80s. Is it okay? Yeah. Well, it, before that, so yeah, Rock okay. and Roll is in there. Okay, so I mean, like the Point first return. like before they really got into the the leather biker thing, right? With uh, stained class and held back he might together. be playing some of the stuff like Defenders. I'm not sure. After sin, uh, I know. I know he's not doing anything after. Sadwings, what is it? Sadwings of Destiny. Yeah. Probably playing that like yep. early. Yeah, early he's stuff. concentrating on all that. I know that they're not yeah. playing anything. Yeah, Painkiller. I think most people's, but that early, early '80s to early '90s, like everything from uh, 
stained glass to painkiller to me. Almost all of it's gold. Um, not as big of a fan, you know, of Ram It Down. But I think that Turbo is highly underrated. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ram It Down has some interesting ideas on it, but it's kind of the, the, just the songs don't work as well. The funny thing about Ram It Down, you know, it's funny because Turbo came out and then... When Ram It Down came out, I remember saying to myself, you know, there was almost no push for this. And well, I, it's like, it's got it's got really cool ideas, like they do Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. It's just, the the style of metal that they were trying to do, it needed to turn into painkiller. And like, it just, it wasn't, Ram It Down was like, it didn't commit as hard. It's like, it was still really good, don't get me wrong, there's some really great tracks on that album, but it's like, the first half of... The, the first half of Defenders of the Faith is like where I think people wanted them to take songs like Jawbreaker and Free Will Burnin' and go heavier in that direction. They went Turbo instead, which I think is really great. Because um, they've always made songs like that, like Metal Gods. and uh, I kind of look at Priest, you know, Neko and I have had this discussion about it. It's like, they're almost like Kiss. They've adapted, they've adapted to whatever scene yeah, is going on. Exactly. Now, granted, like, the Priest never went to grunge, but they had that lull in there because, you know, well, Rob wasn't they there. And, yeah, they had the early 90s metal thing with Ripper where mm -hmm. they were just tighter leather. Right. I always liked the aesthetic and I liked the production. I just never cared for the riffs and the songs themselves. So it's such a shame because they're so t Ripper is so talented and it, they, the albums just sound really hard. Right. I just they didn't have the like just the riffs weren't as good. And I don't know if that's just the magic of Rob Halford, um, just his presence in the room. But there's a lot of bands like that. Like I'm a I'm a big Genesis fan, and the second that Peter Gabriel's out, I'm just out, I'm out. Uh, that's happened with Dream Theater. Mike Portnoy, once he's out, just it sounds like a completely different band. It's I can I can just tell the difference. It doesn't mean new stuff is bad. To this day, there are people just, that are still like big on Blaze Bailey and when he was a uh, maid. I'm like, like I can't when, get into any I mean, of that stuff. When I say did. when I say I'm uh, a big Black Sabbath fan, people aren't thinking about the Glenn Hughes albums. Right. Like it doesn't mean that they don't exist. That stuff like Tear and. Uh, Born Again uh, doesn't mean that stuff isn't uh, valid. It's just when I think Black Sabbath, I think Ozzy. Well, wasn't Gillen on Headless Cross? On Again, and he, yeah, yeah, and that's such a shame because that sounds like a perfect band. Um, but that's why the best of those combinations of Deep Purple and Black Sabbath is Rainbow. Like that's still the best Dio thing that he ever did, in my opinion, and it might even be the best thing that. Uh, um, Richie Blackmore did, and I'm a big Deep Purple fan, um, and I really love those. But as a complete album, there's not a single minute of wasted space on Rainbow's Rising. Oh, that's so I'm weird. not even a big fan of other Rainbow albums, but that one is 10 out of 10 from the first note to the last note. Um, yeah, I, lo I, I love that stuff. I need to go back and listen to Dio's uh, Dehumanizer with Black Sabbath. Cause it's, like, it's, it's, it's good. It's kind of that same problem. It's the the production is good, the attitude is good. The riffs just aren't quite as good as the stuff that they that they did. And it's I don't think that it's because they were lazy, it just you know it's okay. Right. Like T V Crimes is pretty sweet. Um the album cover's sweet. It's just, you know and by that time, you know, there was already like Black Sabbath is competing with bands like Possessed. Right. Like like, like heavy metal was really taking off and that's what I think I mean about like the commitment 
thing of like the Judas Priest is, yeah, it was heavier for what Judas Priest was doing, but now they weren't competing against Iron Maiden, they're competing against Pantera. And Pantera was just fucking going for it. Um, yeah, and Pantera was so influenced nowadays, by Metallica and everything nowadays else. Nowadays it's all sort of one thing again. It's like we can have... Like with Maryland Death Fest, it's like you can have a band like Manila Road mm-hmm. right next to Incantation, and their fans are the same people. Um, so, yeah, I mean the thing. name itself no longer really holds true. I mean, I see people complain about that because like they're like, "This is supposed to be a death metal fest." I'm like, "Well, it's, uh, it's evolved. To be a death fest. It's evolved from yeah, that." And I mean, rather than rename it, they just kept well, it the same. It's, it's, other bands are different. Like, is Vector a thrash metal band? to thrash fans are they like a progressive kind of black metal band in a weird way um but there's so much crossover so yeah it's there's like... so much crossover like bands like is is winter sun really that different from dissection right. one is melodic black metal one's melodic death metal but i'm like these are both like folky european albums to my american ears um and they like and they like snow look at the album covers they're blue white and black and right it's like to anybody else the only difference is that dissection you know that dude killed a guy winter son he's busy in his studio doing pro tools he's not out there doing uh murder cult, cult shit right he's not out th- yeah it's not he's not out there doing varg stuff all right, so anyway, we're going to move on because. Right, we'll uh, oh, no, 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 no. Next up is all Varg all day. <laughs> yeah, all Varg all day. All just. To be Burzum or not Burzum. All 1992. Oh. Actually, yeah. Have you ever gone on Varg's YouTube? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I, I've I'm seen it. To, I'm reading Lord of the Rings right now. I just got to the part where it had the, uh, the character Grishnok. So now I know where he got that Count Grishna, yeah. yeah. so now I know where he got that name. I'm like, uh, you're named after an orc that dies in like the f- end of the or the beginning of the second book. You're a nerd. <laughs> he is a nerd though. He's he yeah, he's a big nerd. Games. He's a dork. So I was on ScreenRant.com. Oh yeah. Uh oh. Here he goes. ScreenRant, screen motherfucker. Screen and uh, there's an article there talking about the Evil Dead movie. If they were recast it in 2020, what would it look Another like? Another one. No, no. Oh, well, they're eventually going to make what another Evil Dead. But this, uh, okay, okay. this is if they recast so the original. I liked the one that they did make, but it was nothing like the original. Yeah, 13 was a good one. Uh, but this, if they were to recast the original movie, this is what they were coming up with. And some of these people, I don't even know who they are. So, as Shelley, Devery Jacobs. So, this would be Scott's Devery? girlfriend. I don't know. I don't know anything about her. She's just the one they picked that would represent Shelly. All right. Uh, Scott, who would be Shelly's boyfriend, would be uh, Daniel Kaluuya. And, Daniel. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I guess he was in a BBC dark comedy series called Psychoville. I know who they pick for Ash nowadays. Uh, well, I wait till they get there. Wait. Uh, so for Linda. Alexandra Ship and I will say they were very uh, woke about this. As every there's like all sorts of rash, uh, uh, have to James races and gender. Yeah, so we we got well, all they that. Can all die equally. <laughs> oh my God. Cheryl would be played by Catherine Newton. 
Who's Catherine Newton? She I was don't... in uh, Paranormal Activity 4, uh, Freaky, which is a new comedy movie out there. That's somebody at the door. I know, it's our wings. And then who would play Ash? Who would play Ash? I, I know. Go for it. Ryan Reynolds. No. Uh, Not now, like 10 years ago. He's, he's... I, you know, Reynolds would probably be pretty decent, but I don't know, he's not really much they, of a they horror guy. They kind of want guy. somebody who's not a household. They, they want to turn somebody into a household. Oh, well, not, not, not who they picked. I think they picked Brad Pitt or some shit. I, I want to, like, love it yet hate it. Um, who they thought would be Ash would be Daniel Radcliffe from Harry Potter. Are they, well, okay, so what are they going for? Are they, is it, well, are they, are they trying to be, are they trying to be funny? Because he's not, because I get, I, Actually, Radcliffe has some moments. He's been in some films I've seen that he's actually got a nice comedic aspect to well, it. But he's not a, he's not much of a fool. Like like one of the things about uh, Ash, at least as I knew him, is that the joke can be on him. And he's Daniel Radcliffe is always sort of played a little bit too sexy to be made a fool of. Um, like if that makes sense, it's like. Jersey guns akimbo. Nah. That's one where he's making a fool of himself. But then, then again, you know, they've, they've done so much work making the Twilight guy um, not be the Twilight guy anymore. Oh, uh, so they Pattinson, can, yeah. Yeah, which I agree with, because I've seen some movies that he's in where, yeah, he's really good, and I can tell, yeah, he took a good paycheck when he was a kid. Who wouldn't? So, um, yeah, I could buy it if they were going for like something grittier. It would depend. Do you think that they would go as... Hardcore on the on the uh, the blood and guts. Well, I, you know it's funny because the way that they lay this out, it sounds like they would do everything the same, uh -huh. same gra uh, same uh, special effects, but that they'd update it to this year and that the cast will be just different. Oh, who they oh, thought yeah. would easily fit into the roles that were on from the first one now. I don't. I, I didn't really think about it too hard, so I don't really have a list of my own of who would actually. So make who, that. who would I'm play Ash? Like Daniel Radcliffe is like, who they chose. Yeah, but would Daniel Radcliffe play Ash in a remake of, say, Army of Darkness? Like, would he? St what, is that he would actually be suited better He'd for be that. He'd be better for Army of Darkness because like, Guns like, Akimbo is a lot like that like vibe. Him uh, eating his own little cut up per versions of himself from the mirror. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking of those slapstick scenes. Take some time to actually go through some of his filmography. He is yeah, very versatile. He's a good, he, no, he's a good I was kind of surprised. That the young, the young serious. doctor's notebook is amazing. That's a perfect example of him being a comedian. All right. If you ever watch, it's a, it's a show. He's a good actor. It has two of my favorite actors in it: John Hamm and Daniel Radcliffe. I think that's yeah. Daniel. He's not even your favorite part of those early Harry Potter movies. No, no, and it's, but you know the funny thing is like. He went on to do uh, a, a second movie called Catch Me If You Can. It's about magic and stuff. And it has yeah. some other big actors in it. No, is, is it called Catch Me If You Can? No, Catch Me If You Can is a... No, that's a Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's similar it's to the title. Like yeah. Like but cool. uh, it's very, very good. Um, yeah. He's really good as a villain in that. <laughs> Funny villain in a way, so... But yeah, The Young Doctor's Notebook, okay. it was only like four episodes, I think. Now You See Me. Now You See Me, that's the one. Yeah, okay, okay. But yeah, very good how's, movies uh, in general. How's Emma Watson doing? Is she, is she doing he's, okay? he's fighting with her right now, if you notice. He took down her poster of Belle. Oh, no. He, he feels like she's a little bit too... She's... 
Nah, you know, the funny thing, it doesn't even really matter anymore because she's not really into movies much anymore. She's Her last movie but was... But if, uh, if you notice, her poster has not... It has it's been taken us. down uh, off the wall. But Well, she got old. <laughs> Damn! Yeah, she's 30 now. Dude, there is no pedo bear here, okay? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe in The Miracle Workers. Yes. You have to see that, too. Uh, yeah, he's actually very funny. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's what they think for Recasting Evil Dead. I really didn't put much thought into what, who I would. I should have took the time uh, no, to make I mean, a list. It's, it's, it, well, it's like I brought up the Ryan Reynolds, but it's like after Deadpool, it's like it would be, it's too obvious of a choice. Like he, he Yeah, I think that if you would have done it, like, because like he actually stole Blade Trinity. He was like the best yeah, part of like that. And that's then. early 2000s. Yeah. They could have, you know, he, he's kind of a pretty boy. They could have done that whole thing. And they yeah. Could have, uh, they could have done that. I mean, basically now with Deadpool is like that character is very similar in mm-hmm. terms of just they're, them being kind of silly bonkers movies. But the thing is, I love that they actually made real Deadpool movies because when they put Deadpool in the Wolverine movies. Oh, so shit. Yes, thank you. Yeah, well, well see, Deadpool. the funny thing is, his normal character in that Wolverine movie was great before he got the makeover. Well, and then uh, at the end, of course, when they, they transformed him, which they was, did, which was Scott Adkins who actually portrayed. He's a stunt they guy in martial arts. Get Venom right? They didn't do. Venom was okay. Well, I didn't I mean, mind I mean, too well, much. I'm talking like old. Uh, talking Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Venom is horrible. Uh, well, now. The third Spider-Man with Holland is going to have Toby and the other guy that played Spider-Man. I don't know how it's going to fit in. Because they're doing a fucking crossover. They're oh, different they, well, realms. Well, that, that's that's sort of one of the things of later Spider-Man. The Spideyverse. I saw that cartoon. I've heard that that I, I heard that that animated flick that they did was sick. Um, yeah, I watched it. I haven't it. seen it, but I know it's made by the um, the Lego guys. Yeah, and I know that they are masters of what they do. Oh yeah, we love the Lego movies. Um, like just from an animation standpoint, they just know how to make movies. Um, so I, I would say I haven't seen like a lot of the Marvel movies on purpose. I'm just not into it. Um, it's hard for me because I'm a giant nerd, and when I start like watching them, I understand you cannot take 60 years and throw it into a movie. Well, it, it, I think it's more of the hey, uh, Disney fucked up Star Wars want to watch all the other stuff that Disney makes that Disney didn't make. Here, so, it, it's, it, so, you know, they do good stuff still, but, you know, I, I, I don't go out of my way to see it. I don't go out of well, my way the thing about it. Marvel, and this is why I can appreciate it, is they actually thought it out. They had a plan before they even began. With they had different temples. They had a five-year plan like Mal DC wasn't so lucky. Stalin. But Marvel came out and said, okay, we're going to do this, and then we're going to just like, give you a little bit here and there. The problem where Marvel runs to is when they try to do too much all the time. Because, like, say when they did... running out of characters that people give a shit about. Well, yeah. And that's it. People are pretending... Like, sorry, people don't give a a shit about Black Widow the way that they're saying they do. Well, that movie will probably be good. I think all the main characters are fine. I just know that... When it came to Netflix, they had Daredevil, which was very good. They had Punisher, which was decent. But then they had Jessica Jones, Iron Cage, or whatever, Iron Fist, uh, Cage... Luke Cage. Yeah, none of that was any good that I really felt that... It, by then, it was, like, oversaturated. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally get it. It's 
Also, I think it's, it's just the style of filmmaking with all the CGI. It's like, it's, it's fine, but I know that when Watchmen and like Hellboy 2 came out, Dark Knight came out, it's like, there was a really cool sort of like uh, post-superhero movie thing that was going on, and then that was before we, we knew the storm that was going to come, mm -hmm. just all of them, because that was before the, the extended universe. It's cool. I got no beef with, uh, with people who are really into that stuff. Um, I wouldn't say I'm really into it. I just, I do enjoy it. Like, if there's going to, like, he just fumbled wonderful. Oh, Jesus shit. Christ. Thanks. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, same with, like, cause maybe it's also because the DC movies just weren't necessarily any better. So the, they were worse. People, I know that people liked uh, Wonder Woman. See, Wonder Woman was okay till the end. Like, I was fine with that. Um, I've been I'll, meaning to say this forever, is that, like, people love Black Panther, uh, and, like, it's fine. I saw a little bit of it. It's good. I thought it was boring. Uh, I liked I it. I saw that, like, in the beginning. Honestly, it, just in terms of the storytelling thing, it's like, I liked Avatar. Like, it, can, it, it reminded me a lot of, of that. Um, but I, in terms of, like, CGI action movies, that one, and you were, you didn't like Pacific Rim that much. No, I mean, I watched both, and they were fine, but I didn't find them to be, like, that engaging for yeah, me. Yeah, and I really did respond to them pretty well. I know both of us liked the Watchmen movie. It's oh, yeah. Still, I think, the best of Zack Snyder. We went to the midnight showing of so The I. Watchmen. So did I. And we saw the giant we, 3D IMAX, giant penis. Dr. Manhattan penis, penis, penis in 3D. We've been talking about doing an, an, an English Acura Ever and I've been like, please don't. But, oh well, uh, she got excited because we recently found out that we can sign into HBO Max. Oh, but uh, they have the Watchmen series. I don't know much about I it. But she freaked I heard the fuck out. Oh, really? Is it really? I've I don't want to watch it now. I've heard it's social justice garbage. Oh, really? Because no. I actually there have it been. It has nothing to do. There's no Rorschach. There's no any of them. Um, yeah, I, they just I, use like this have, image or something. We have yeah, the I, actual. Comic. It's Alan Moore also, and he's a recluse, and he has nothing to do with it. Um, I mean, it's it's in a weird spot right now because I know DC is making even still cartoon Batman movies that are rated R and just releasing them straight to DVD and Netflix, like Killing Joke, and some of them are okay. I know that. Like, do you remember the the Batman cartoon from the nineties? Yes, that was where the Dark Knight came from. Exactly, and hell, that's that actually invented a lot of stuff. That's where. Uh, that's, that's where, where Bane came from. Uh, I, yeah, I and that's where Arkham Asylum. God damn it! Who's it? Uh, um, Harley Quinn. Uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was based off of the cartoon first. Yeah. Um, and now she's probably, arguably, the, the most popular character in the show. Well, if you figure, it's um, it's Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman, and then Roby is fucking uh, Gal Gadot. Gadot, yeah. And Margaret uh, Robbie is uh, Harley Quinn. Those are the two most people. Although Birds of Prey was not very good, one, they fucked that up. There's a song called "Liberal Hellhole," mm -hmm. and it's just a, a some psychopath on YouTube. I explained to him songs. how how Ozzy ripped off that song with Dreamer. So imagine yeah, Dreamers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. I'm just a, a dreamer. dreamer. Well, all of Ozzy's late ballads sound exactly the same. It's like he, I, I'm convinced that he wrote Mama, I'm Going Home and then just tried to write that song 50 times and they just kept on getting more and more generic. 
My mother is the one who who tuned because my mom is a huge Black Sabbath fan, and naturally. She, and she yeah naturally, and she is also sixty two, so she remembers all the you know Beatles stuff. And when Dreamer came out, she's like, "This is a John Lennon song," and I'm like. Oh, I was thinking about Imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was like, this is a John Lennon song. Like, total. And then I, I showed him last night. I'm like, listen to Imagine and listen to Dreamer. And he's like, yeah, I can see that. Well, I mean, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, I remember the Osbournes t- television show. Mm-hmm. There was an Osbournes album. Oh, I didn't know there was an Osborne's album. album. That was a compilation album. I know that Tom Jones, like, is that the covered one that, Crazy Train. Hold on, is that the one that Ozzy and Kelly did changes on? I think so, and the reason why is because it was not an album of new music. It was a compilation album of stuff that Ozzy and Sharon liked, plus a couple things that Ozzy did. So they, they had saw, they imagined was on that album. And the reason why was because Sharon changes. liked the song. Or, um... Dreamer, sorry. Well, no, no. Imagine by John oh, Lennon. a real oh. Like they licensed and released that as part of the soundtrack to the show, I guess. Yeah. Um, which it wasn't anything that ever appeared on the Osbournes because the only the only thing I ever heard appear on the Osbournes that was like sort of underground was uh, Meshuggah's Future Breed Machine. Um, was beep, beep, was beep, used. Beep, yeah, beep. that that was used on the show for an episode or something like Jack was trying to annoy neighbors with loud music. But on this album, there was Imagine, probably like an Eric Clapton cheesy tune or something. But uh, it would make perfect sense for him to have been inspired by it since it's on the fucking album. Sharon just going, make something like that Lennon song. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We got some food here. Also, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Oh, thanks for sharing. Yeah, right? Shit right on that chest. We got some Graveheart in here, Raspa.
This is Sky Nielsen Promotions. I offer the most affordable, effective, independent metal promotions one can find. If you've got a metal band, project, or art that you want promoted, simply search for Sky Nielsen Promotions. And you're listening to Hordes of Chaos on Metal Tavern Radio. She's in love with herself. Ballet Company. Yeah, well, that's why I, from what I heard, it's like they completely, in terms of the, like, color and um, cinematography. We're talking about the Suspiria remake. Yeah. And why we're feeding our faces and drinking. Oh, that's right, baby. <laughs> I, my biggest concern is when we watched Suspiria, I never heard of the, the movie, and it was one of the ones that. DJ Anubis said it was like super scary for him. Like it was his scary movie when he was a kid, blah blah blah. And that shit was scary at twenty seven when I first saw it. Oh, you saw it at twenty seven? Oh my god, you're a big pussy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big pee. Alright, it was like a sci fi channel during Halloween. I was that with my parents. He's a huge pussy. And man, they played it and I'm like, ooh, scary. This is iridescent creepy. Well, my biggest problem with... Oh, this is actually a track that I found. It's called, the song's called Shin Godzilla. Oh. How fitting. Hey. My biggest problem with the remake was... The dancers in the original were ballet dancers, and the dancers in the remake were modern dancers. Why is that a problem, though? Because it's a way different style of dance. Yeah, but if you think about it, the modern style of dancing... See, this is the difference. Is the dancing in the remake was the, like the catalyst for their witchcraft. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of postmodern New York modern dance... Dance theater. Yeah. And it's cool because Tilda Swinton plays like three different characters in the movie. Yeah, I One's get, a male. Tilda's great. Yeah. I, 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 I get all of what you're saying, but in the original... When you are a ballet dancer, you're not allowed to eat. You're not allowed to. It's a little bit old school, creepy. Yeah, when when you are a ballet dancer, and this is now, when you're a professional ballet dancer, you're not allowed to weigh more than a hundred. Stop. Stop. You're you are not allowed to weigh more than a hundred pounds, and so it's and very no, no fat chicks. No, yeah, no. There, was, there fat. wasn't any fat chicks in it. No, I'm not Except saying. Except for maybe the That's teachers. Why it was accurate. That's why, I, listen to me, the older one, what makes it even creepier is you can't eat. You are psychotic because you are dancing so much. You are starving yourself, so your mind is going all over the place. In the new one, this bitch just comes in and she's like, I'm going to do the most amazing abstract modern dance and then we're going to make you the master. I, I think we're, I think you're over now. No, no, dad. I'm not. Because in the original, they're taking these women who are already vulnerable and they're twisting them even more. Hmm? And then in the new one, they see this woman as like... An adversary. I just didn't want to be like Black Swan. Now, the, the issue with the new one is, and it's not an issue, but the the director combined the trilogy into one. Yeah, I don't care about that. What I care about... Which is why I re- it's really not a remake in the sense that it's not true to the story. I mean, there's certain similarities, but... It's a spiritual 
Well, we've, right. well, we've seen all three of the original. A soft reboot. Uh, we've seen all three oh. of the original, and we've seen the, the remake. That's not even really my problem. I, I feel... <laughs> so drunk. <laughs> Go ahead. No. Finish. No. She gets on annoyed. No. Yeah. No. Anyhow, we watch American Horror Story, which is also horror-related. And uh, we just got done watching Roanoke Season 6, which was kind of cool. I didn't know much about it going in. And uh, haven't seen it. We tried Hotel Season 5 a couple times. Couldn't get through it all. Wasn't that interesting, even though Lady Gaga, I think she kind of started making her presence known in TV or you know, shows at that point. Had seen Freak Show, which was okay. We did watch 1984, which was the last season, which was really good. Oh, I didn't know they did that. That's cool. Yeah, it's all retro. Very cool. Um, the intro they used for it is very uh, 80 cent pop type stuff, so it's really cool uh, the way they did that. As with all the seasons, they use a lot of the same actors and actresses throughout them, just different storylines, but... We find out that they do actually interconnect in some ways. We found uh, Sarah Paulson played two characters in Roanoke. Um, and one of them was a character she played back from uh, Asylum, I believe, wasn't it? Yes. So, you know, we, we see a bunch of different stuff. We haven't got to Apocalypse, which is the one right before 1984. And that one supposedly goes back to the very first season, Murder House. But I was going to ask Neko, like, how she ranks her current AHS series so far. Probably, um, Murder House, Asylum, Coven, um, Roanoke, 1984, Freak Show, and Hotel. I think mine would be Asylum, Coven, Roanoke, 1984, Freak Show, and then Murder House. Now, granted, I don't think I watched like the last three episodes of Murder House, but you explained to me what was going on at that point because I kind of lost interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it would change my mind too much about how much I liked it as opposed to the other seasons. Asylum really is the one that is the one to beat for me overall. And I forget the guy who plays Spock in the new Star Trek series, but he... Uh, Zachary Quinto. Yes, he was very good in that uh, series as well. And Jason, I guess you've never seen him at all, so... <laughs> so, I mean, I saw a little bit of Coven. Um, I think you showed me a minute of Freak Show, but you weren't as into it. The problem with Freak Show is they took, like, the best character... Yep. And, and killed him immediately. Like they had, Twisty the they had Twisty was the, the most clown. interesting character they had. And they're like, yeah, we're killing Twisty. Uh, I just remember Lobster Boy or Lobster Girl. Yeah. I remember that. I don't know. I, I, I've always appreciated the uh, the tribute that they're paying. I, I never, Even though I never sat down and watched the show, it always seemed like it was coming from a spot of actually enjoying the genre. Now, 1987 is great because if you like slasher movies, like that's what it is. It is literally a season of a slasher movie. Yeah, and it, it gets a little 
nuts at the end, which kind of loses steam, but, uh, did you finish it? Mm-mm. But, uh, ultimately, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I do love all the nostalgia about it. Anywho, well, uh, we still gotta watch Colt and then Apocalypse and maybe try to get back in the hotel. Like you were saying earlier, like, you don't really need to watch them in any kind of order, because they're all their own things, but... Yeah, they're all, they're all their own series. I tried to watch Hotel several times, and I feel like... Just can't do it? I can't. And I've actually forced myself, like, I've turned off the computer, turned off the phone, and I, I tried to just sit there and watch, and I it, it's not good, and I feel bad because I love Lady Gaga. Yeah, she's a really good actress, uh, even though she's a singer mainly, but what do what we see her in that movie um, with Cooper, A Star is Born? She was very good. That was really good. It's yeah, it was really very good. good. It's, sad, ira- it's iteration <laughs> number four. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get back into music here and close this right. bitch out or close to it. What do we got? New stuff Anything from Abigor. All right. Classic stuff from Immortal. Ooh. Kick it off some brand new stuff in Detest uh, from Sacred Revelation. I really like this record a lot. Not quite a perfect record, but a lot of fun. This is called Pagan Blood. Not going on your pick of the year? What do you mean? No, this one? No. no. Close, but uh, no cigar. Very close.
This is Vettelerotten from Barzul and Constrictor, and you are listening to Hordes of Chaos. Save me from this like you gave me!
Alright, DJ Nibus here, getting ready to close out another edition of the Hordes of Chaos on Metal Tavern Radio. Currently, Neko is seeing out our guest, Jason Crash. Stefan, we appreciate him coming by. Do a little chit-chat with us. Nice seeing him again. It's been a while since we've seen him. A lot of good talk, a lot of good discussions. Hope you all enjoy the rest of your day and weekend, and we will see you all next time. One track left for you, it's Vulture, Clashing Iron. Peace out. Oh, but stay tuned for our best of next week. <laughs>